0: We paid the iron price, bitch. His name is Craven. He likes white
1: ravens. And he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave. He cancels saves. He likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom. He plays for fun. But if you beat him, then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast, this episode's the first but it could be the last, we're unopposed to claim banter, it's Banter Behind the Throne.
2: Hello and welcome back to Banter Behind the Throne, this is episode 22, I'm Dave Bamford and once again I am your King of the Castle, I'm joined by Lol Craven who makes a return, say hello Lol.
0: Hello, I'm back.
2: What were you doing last week?
0: Um, all sorts of things. Too many things to do in one day. Um, as it turns out, um, I have had like three weeks of not doing any work, and then a week of doing too much work, so I couldn't make it. But I'm back so, off work again now. So who knows what's going on?
2: So your work-life podcast, yeah, work fun. What is it? Is work-life balance? Yeah, work-life podcast balance is all off.
0: It was well out of sync, but um, it's back in back in good order now
2: is reassuring uh as always we are joined by our dirty rascal peel say hello peel hello yeah you don't sound very happy to be here <laughs>
1: i'm lovely and happy to be here mate i'm fine okay, okay. contractually, obliged. Yeah. contractually <laughs> obliged i don't want to lose my knees well, <laughs> we say
0: contract we say contractually it's more of a court order isn't
1: it yeah it is yeah hey Peele, has to we be home to- by seven <laughs>
2: we jumped through a lot of hoops to get you on our logo after like 10 weeks so if you leave now craven's gonna break your legs
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, i reckon i
0: could probably get rid of him with paint
2: well we could just use the old logo again <laughs>
0: oh
1: yeah that that is still a thing yeah <laughs> but like it's a living the document point. no
2: i mean and our mats would be out of date
1: yeah and i love my mat too much yeah exactly I'd become like those
0: really vintage star wars posters where like um return of a jedi was called revenge of a jedi do you know about
1: that Oh, it, was, yes. it
0: was originally called Revenge of a Jedi, wasn't it? And they made loads of um, promotional material, and then they changed their mind because Revenge is a bit mean,
1: aggressive. Yeah,
0: yeah. So they made they're up. a
1: bit too much like terrorists.
0: Yes, that
1: <laughs> it um, would have. You no, know, it would have. They were blowing up the Death Star. That's there's the civilians on that thing. Like there is.
0: Yeah, that's a that is a valid argument and one I do support. That was uh, There's lots of contractors on board, wasn't there? Mm. The second Death Star. There's plumbers and all sorts.
1: They're building.
0: Indeed. Right, we've gone off topic already, it's an introduction, fucking hell.
2: Right, okay, well... Hell for save. (laughs) I'm the King of the Castle, and next we're going to talk about some changes that are coming up to the cast in the coming weeks and months. Then we're going to talk about what we've been doing this week, which sounds really exciting, but it isn't. Uh, Then we're going to answer some listener questions. Once again, we've had a shit ton of listener questions, so any content we had got planned will get pushed back to next week uh and then we're going to talk about our favorite cards beginning with v
0: i love that that was such a subtle way of um sort of pretending we had something planned (laughs) (laughs) oh we had loads planned but we're pushing it back for you guys truth is we didn't know what we were going to do but you've you've bailed us out again
2: but we always can fall back on the core set review of tyrell and night's watch which we haven't done yet yeah, and also <laughs> no one's asked for, so no one, really cares. Yeah, no one cares. We're gonna do it, and like three cycles in, where we're just like, what should we do? Oh, we just read the corset cards. Oh yeah, well this is good.
0: <laughs> yeah, Gaston Gray's pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> also, at this stage, I want to say, mate, ten good reps, you can take a break. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Go on, mate, pump them out. Don't give up.
2: One, two. <laughs> Don't slack. Come on. Breathe out. Right. Okay. So changes. What are we going to do uh, in the coming months? Uh, as you're aware, we, well, you're probably aware, um, at the end of every episode, we do cards beginning with, and we choose a letter. We normally go in order. Um, and we discuss our favorite first edition cards, doing, uh, and uh, w- which ones are our favorites, essentially, and which ones are shite, like I'm bowed, and bent, and broken. Um, we're going to run out of letters soon, which is sad. Yes. Uh, we are intending to try and finish them all by New Year's, so we will condense the last episode uh, to cover both. Um, if you've got any ideas for ending segments that don't involve goodbyes, let us know. because yeah. We're going to have to think of something, I think.
0: Uh, the end but of it, the year, is going to mark our transition point, isn't it? From, uh, it, it will. Season gonna... one into the new season. And yeah. The new changes are then?
2: coming. Pending yeah. title of season two. Yep. Uh to be confirmed. Unsure what's going to go on there. Uh, we will probably take a week or two break. Not the long, like, two, three month hiatus that other podcasts take, but the nice, succinct, uh, you know, holiday in Spain, one or
1: two week break. Just use yeah. a mortar and pestle to grind you down there. Yes. There you go. Fuck are you talking about, Peel. You've started grinding on the other podcast a little bit. Peel was working on a spell
2: in the. In the- <laughs> 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 it's like, are you an alchemist, Peel? I <laughs> have no. notes. Okay, sure. Um, so over the course of the break, Craven will be uh, sending out a survey for people to to do.
0: That's right. Yeah, I've got a few questions planned. I'm going to send out um, send out for people. Uh, it's basically to, to gather some feedback based on what you thought of what will will be season one. Um, it's going to be some options in there for you to leave suggestions and things like that. Um, in the meantime, though. If you've got something you want to offer to us, suggestions, criticism, feedback, whatever, be as blunt and candid as you like. We, we really are quite thick-skinned. Um, send it to a private message to the page. Um, put it publicly if you want. Um, feedback is always welcome, but I am going to make a big push um, with a, uh, a survey, which I'll make publicly available. Um, there's going to be a little incentive, which we'll announce closer to the time, for filling it in. Um, But any feedback we get to make this better and more enjoyable will be greatly appreciated. So keep an eye out for that one, um, and I'll mention more about it as we approach the end of the year.
2: Yeah. Uh, And on that, we're also intending to write a little article to go along with our relaunch. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
0: Uh, Yeah, sure. Um, So it's become apparent to us. um, I mean, when we first started this, we had quite a, uh, perhaps... um, narrow idea of who the audience was going to be. We always intended it to be for, our, uh, for the British sort of player bases. But um, thankfully and, and gladly, um, plenty of people have picked this up, um, European, American and beyond. Our, our um, uh, listener figures and stuff show from all over the world, people are listening to this, um, which does create a few slight issues um, with with language, not our potty mouths, but with the comprehension of some of the stuff we come out with. Um, So to aid that along, I'm going to write a little um, kind of uh, FAQ, if you like, explaining some of the terms we use. And, um, yeah, the words are distinctly British or, in my case, from Essex. Um, So people from far and beyond can actually understand, finally, what I'm talking about.
1: (laughs) What, like a banter behind the throw into English dictionary or something? (laughs) <laughs> so, it everyone's asks. on the base level.
0: Just well, it's only, I mean, even sort of things that I would never consider people to understand. I think Dave mentioned to me the other day when he was on the phone, but when, um, I think before we were talking about tournament, I can't remember what it was that someone said, Are you sitting comfortably? I'll begin. Yeah, Some people have no, yeah, people have no idea what that's about. And I just assumed because you grow up knowing that, mm. you know, but little things like that. Um, and even, and even, really, the correct usage of the word banter, because I do think secretly a few people don't really know what it means.
2: That is definitely true. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, we're gonna, so I'm going to produce that. We've got loads of stuff coming down the pipe to, to mark our transition, not only from first Ed content, but also into our second season. Now we've found our feet and we're up and, up and running. So um, we appreciate and welcome any feedback and contribution to that. Um, get it in now before we start. Because um, if you want something changed, and you don't tell us, can't complain afterwards.
2: It's like voting. Exactly. And just as life-changing. Right. Uh, so one of the other things that we're intending to do next year is to set up a little competition between yeah. the three of us. Mm. Uh, we're going to try and each play each house in a, good tor- a good-sized tournament at least once. Uh, and using the ranking system from the overall... In the first edition FAQ, uh we're going to see who is the best at Thrones over the course of the year. So if somebody wins with Martel, then they'll get 49 points. Uh, I think it is, or 47 points. If you come fifth with Stark, you'll get X amount of points. And if you then come fourth with Stark, you'll get the little bit of top up to say your best position was fourth with Stark. And this will be, um, yeah, any any organized play official tournament. So store championships and above. Uh, any Road to Starleck tournament. And then any smaller tournament that has seventeen or more players, because seventeen's the cut off to turn it into five rounds, top eight. Um yeah. we thought that was a decent sized local tournament because obviously Peel and I go to Stoke a lot. There's you know tournaments of thirty plus comfortably on a Sunday afternoon. Um, we wanted them to count as well, but not the small five person ones you might get on a game night.
0: Basically, the ones I go to don't count. The ones you yep. go to do. So I've already. I've been I've been bent over here.
2: Yep. Yeah, I'm still going to win.
0: Still going to win.
2: So that encourages encourages us to play each house at least once. I don't know if you guys are aware, but you've got to come top 16 to get any points at all. Anything less than that is just one point. So top 16. I need
0: this. I need this because I spent, as we all know, about (laughs) two years playing one house. So I need to be shaken (laughs) out of doing that again. So this this suits me down to
1: the ground. Yeah, both of us really as well. There
0: are more cards other than grey ones.
1: <laughs> okay,
2: so clar- point of clarification: Are we gonna include any legacy first edition tournaments in this, or is it just no? Edition? Fuck, <laughs>
0: no, just no, second no. edition. First edition is over.
2: Ah, oh, but I want to play Stark at the unrestricted event, and then I want to play them. Forget
0: insane. about
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> I had the idea of the most dirtiest deck. It's gonna be so funny. Uh, Reese will love it. Rowan will cry tears of jank, and then cry tears of pain when i beat him oh. with it
1: oh, round the head
2: <laughs> okay so that's our plan for next year i would just and, yeah,
1: um sorry we will be offering are we doing the forfeits
2: oh yeah uh if that's anyone has an ideas for a little prize to give to the winner or maybe a forfeit for the loser let us know that'll be part of the survey as well
1: in reference to forfeits as well i'm not eating spiders i'm not eating anything unusual nothing strange is going in my body but for example dave could use me and craven as a chair next time he makes top 8 if he wins <laughs> craven could have me and dave wait on him for a day if he wins that's the kind of suggestions i'm thinking along those lines so anything like that would be fantastic because i know for a fact i do not want to wait on craven for a day hey i'm a i'm a kind master <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, so they're the kind of things we're thinking about for next year. Any suggestions? let us know, any criticisms, let us know, etc, cetera, etc cetera. yeah, right. what have you been up to this week, week,craven?
0: Well, this is the start of a new feature. We're starting early, isn't it? um yep. we're going to be talking about um probably every week um pet decks we've been working on, so we can talk about the theory crafting any any changes we want to make, discuss them openly on the cast so everyone can listen in um, and also talk about any um play experiences any uh, results from games we've played whether casual or otherwise um, so yeah I've got two decks on the, on the go at the moment um, the first one is uh, Targaryen Fealty uh, I never ever played Burn in first edition so I figured give it a shot in second ed um, and I'm also working on um, a Night's Watch deck Night's Watch Banner of the Stag um, I absolutely love the Night's Watch I'm really really enjoying playing with them I didn't think I would But um, yeah, I think they're fantastic. I think once you get your head round the defensive idea, um, it's definitely a very different type of game playing a Night's Watch. Like the traditional kind of Thrones mentality does go out the window to an extent. Um, And once you get your head round that, the Night's Watch do click as a faction, and I think that's something I didn't anticipate when I first looked at them. Sure, you can go, Dave.
2: Is it? Is it that you're enjoying them because they're not fun to play against? And you just yeah. like making people misery, miserable? Um, but well, that's we, why I like
0: them. We have been discussing for a while, we? Our first draft of a uh, Swatch deck was called The Anti-Banter, wasn't it? Yeah. Based, of course, on Matt Cannon's beautiful work of horrible art. <laughs> the true anti-banter. Um, so we've been always aiming for that kind of result. And um, yeah, there is a degree of that. When, you, when someone just looks across the board and realises, yes, yes, sure, I can win these challenges, but <laughs> this guy doesn't care. <laughs> and uh, this is what I've been doing with, with the Stag build. I, I mean, people would assume I'm putting in the Melisandre and the Neil package. I, I'm not at all. I'm just putting in the... Because Braffin have got a lot of quite efficient low-end characters. right? Like the boss and hiding the uh, Vanguard Lancer, <laughs> which also slows people down when he comes in.
2: So. <laughs> yeah, he does.
0: So any games they have made, he gets rid of. But they've both got two icons. Um, all I want is people to throw in front of a challenge. I don't care if I'm losing the military. Like, fine. Like, this guy can go. I just don't oh, need it, like undef- it. Yeah, I don't want it to be undefended. Because then when dominance rolls around and you've got the iron throne, the chambered upon your table, and, and the wall, you're, you're making gains without actually having to worry about losing the challenges or not. As long as someone's there to throw in front of it, it's brilliant. And what I found to be an absolute revelation in this build is jousting contest. Mm. Because it, may, it shuts down the whole stealth army. It means you can reliably throw someone in front of this challenge, no matter what. But take, you know, it doesn't have to worry about all the variables. And yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, it's going really well. I just, the top end of the curve is being a little bit problematic. I mean, I, I want to put old Bear in there because he is an absolute monster, but he's really expensive. And quite easily tearsable, which is the problem.
2: Or milk with the poppyable.
0: Yeah, true, but I don't really care if they waste it on him because the one person I don't want to get poppied is Benjen. True. Because Benjin is an absolute monster. Um, but this deck is sort of on ice in one regard because as soon as Taken the Black comes out and Will is released, it's going to change it dramatically. The bear, old bear will go then, and Will will go in at least, well, twice, probably three times. Okay. Um, So yeah, I'm really looking forward to taking the black because it's going to bust that deck wide open.
2: So when Old Bear's Raven comes out, are you going to think about that? Have you Um, seen
0: that? Remind me what he does.
2: I believe it's an attachment which gives a character an injury icon. If it's the Old Bear, it gives him stealth, I think.
0: If that's the case, when that comes, I may consider dropping the banner altogether.
2: Okay.
0: And going to fealty.
2: Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the thing is, you said you're not running the Neil module. Are you running any Melisandras? No. Have you not considered a one of as a uh, as an enemy informer kind of uh, card? Just the one Neil a game? Um, uh, happened, and Angela, she's but a... What? If they haven't played against the deck before, she is a milk target. That's
0: a really they'll good point. They'll see
2: her and they'll say fuck, Melisandra, milk. And you'll go alright. And the fiery followers are good anyway. So you yeah, could, they're then, in the deck
0: anyway because yeah, I like so, to make sure I win dominance. So, you know what, actually, that's not a bad shout. I might try that. I might swap out some of the high end. Well, the, what is Melisandra? Five? Five,
2: yeah. yeah. So, she's affordable. And she'll be a Dracaris target as well. You can chuck her under the bus for that. And they'll always blow her up. But it's um, a
0: one off, Neil. That's not bad, actually. That's yeah. a good shout. I'm, I'm going to give that a go and I will report yes. back.
2: There we go. How exciting. Hey, successful segment. Mm.
0: What about you, Dave?
2: Okay. So uh, I haven't played a lot of second edition since Starleck. But I have played two get I played three or four games with uh, Crocodile Hammers last week. And, or this week. Yeah, last week. And uh, I played Lannister Banner to the Rose, inspired by Glazer's Red Saturday win. But I built it in about 30 seconds without looking at his list. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. Um, I'm fast being convinced that Lannister are possibly the Best house, um, they're really really fucking good. Yeah, Owen is I'd such agree a monster. I think uh,
0: Lannister Banner to Something is is strong, yeah, and they're a good the banner to Something well. is,
2: yeah, uh, so they're really strong. Um, Bear in the Maiden Fair is really good. You know, I used it to make him draw two copies of Throwing Axe when he really needed some characters. Uh, I mean, it's not always good, but I, I found it useful. Marjorie messes with their head. Uh, and then just the decent Lannister stuff. Things I do for love's really fun to remove Claim Soak. Mm. Uh, yeah, I really found that deck uh, a lot of fun. It seems, it, looking at it, I mean, Waffle hasn't played 2nd edition, but I think Waffle will be taking a more of a Baratheon approach than... Because that was his 2nd house in 1st edition, and it's the Neil one, so he'll be going there. And I'll be taking the Lannister more. Excellent. So... Not that it matters so much because I have my own card pool this time. But yeah, so I was really enjoying that. Uh, I used a couple of cards from the first chapter pack. The Hound yeah. was a bit underwhelming. Really? Uh, Everyone said he's but... so
0: good. I'm looking forward to him coming out because I'm going to pick up a Lannister banner to something when he comes out. Yeah,
2: it's, it's very much I haven't used him to his full potential yet. Like The one or two times I've used him I've had to keep him out uh, to block challenges or well not block challenges because I already used it but I've needed to discard the cards from hand which makes them less useful Um, I I, I do agree that he should be amazing it's just in like the two or three games I played he wasn't as good as I expected to be still good though like a three for six is good even if you had to continually discard cards from your hand Um, so yeah that was fun Uh, and then I played one game with Barra Fealty which I actually haven't played before I started that the first deck I built was Barra Banner to the Sun, because they're my two favorite houses in first edition um and I thought that was really good, but I can see why Barra fealty is better it is just the fealty just makes it so much more consistent yeah uh and i i mean when we first thought deck building, I said i don't really like the economy plots, and I still don't really like them, but I did include noble cause, and it does help a lot um I really like like calling the banners because I like the initiative on it. Um, I don't like Noble Cause, uh, but it is good.
0: Well, I played a couple of games today, actually, and um, I think over about five or six games, the person I was playing with, um, in every every single game without fail, his opening plot was Noble Cause. Yeah. Now, I don't think that's unusual. I think a lot of people are opening with that because it makes perfect sense. It's essentially a seven-goal plot, isn't it? Yeah. But look at that trait on it. Yep, Naval superiority. Did you get him? No, I wasn't running it. But I think there is, I think there's a fairly, um, I'm going to use the word bodacious, choke package lurking in a Night's Watch banner of the Kraken build. Between naval superiority, make a contribution, the Lord's Port Shipwright. I think there's something there. I love it. It needs a bit more. Just needs a bit more to make it consistent. Because I don't uh, think the Kraken banner brings a great deal to a Night's Watch defensive build as it stands.
2: Well, the stealth's good.
0: The stealth's good, but um, you're looking for more efficient characters at the low end of the cost curve. But um, watch this space, because the Night's Watch deck I'm running may well change its banner to the Kraken at some point to run some sort of choke package. Um, okay. A couple of copies of um, Put of to a Torch to blow up any economy that comes out.
2: Um, taking the black to steal their characters.
0: This is it. Yeah, you' like to it. Take people out with card pile. There's something there, but you just needs a little bit more, a little bit more to it to make it, make it fly. So
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, on that note, I did actually play about a week ago with another deck, which was Martel Banner to the Lion, which Glazer <laughs> sent me, and I used a slightly modified version without the taking the black cards because I was using Hammers' card pool. Yeah. Uh, And he opened with noble cause, turn one. I saw it coming, hit it with naval superiority. And that was game. There was no coming back from it. It was just straight up. He was like, oh, okay, well, I pass marshalling. I was like, well, let's go. It was just, there was no coming back from that. It was brutal.
0: Um, Lannister's a pretty good house to run it out of as well. Because if you do miss, you have got a lot of sort of backup goal to work with. Yeah, prepare for it properly but I wonder if naval superiority is still useful to drop turn 3 or 4 I think it is I
2: think, I think cool it's cool going to work is. whenever
0: because choke has got really no place at the moment in, in second ed. so any choke you can drop in it's probably going to be devastating mm-hmm. um, and what I'm rapidly learning whereas in first edition how, if you drew a lot of cards you was in good, good position at the moment it seems like getting a hold of the economy is almost the most important thing
2: very important
0: so it's, it's very interesting so yeah naval superiority is something I want to toy with but um, I'm not quite ready for it just yet I don't think the card pulls there
2: well I played it that's the only time I've played it and I loved it and I'm going to run it in more decks from now on it's a really fun card and that 7th initiative is awesome
0: yeah oh definitely um, so. and because I'm scared of it I am starting to run a lot more with um, Car Carmother Restaurant
2: yeah, yeah. Still like five gold.
0: good money but it can't be superiority.
2: Yeah. And there's mm. sneak attack as well if you're playing a really aggressive deck.
0: Yes, true. There is that. And Call of the but, Banners, does that work?
2: Uh, Call of the Banners is a kingdom, so kingdom. you don't get the three gold, but you get the when revealed to count the rest of the gold. Yeah, so, so, so it's it. kind of, uh, it's better than Noble Cause in that regard. Yeah. And that six initiative is... Pretty really good. good. Really good.
0: Yeah.
2: As as people have been saying, it's the ultimate Varys. Yes. Combo. you're first. Let's go. You're going to afford him because otherwise you wouldn't be playing him. Yeah. You, they had less than three characters. Okay. Um, any more on what we've been playing this week?
1: Well, we uh, haven't asked Peel yet. Is Peel even alive? <laughs> Peel's been ah. playing
2: similar things to me. What have you been playing?
1: <laughs> this week, Dave, I must admit, I've been playing mostly Battlefront. Now, yes. I know it sounds odd, but I what, kind of what like... What card it. is <laughs> that? <laughs> <laughs> it's where you crush the Rebel Alliance. It's fantastic. Um... No, I've just been playing on the PlayStation. Unfortunately, this week I haven't had a chance to play Thrones. Yeah, so it I've is... been conquering the galaxy. It Happens is rather fall.
2: telling of our evil Britishness, as we discussed in a couple of weeks ago. That um, every time Pete and I load up a map and we're playing as the rebels, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake! What? Even when we're in Endor and we're camouflaged, we're just like, I want to play as the stormtroopers.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the other week when I joined your game, the first thing I said was, oh what rebels?" And everyone was like, <laughs> yeah. "Yay, Craven too!" Well, of course, I, of course, I think the same. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's just shiny armour. Just gets me going.
0: Yep. Nothing better than good uniform and good centralised organisation.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so come play Battlefront with us. It's fun times.
0: Yeah, join us.
2: Okay. Uh, I think that's pretty much covered what we've all been doing over the last week.
0: Yeah, I'll report back on some changes next week. Yeah. Let you know how it went.
2: Okay, so uh, this morning we put out a call for listener questions because we weren't really sure what we were going to talk about. And it was a popular one again. We got 33 comments. Yeah. Uh,
1: on that so... note, no pain, no gain, mate. You keep going, bro. Yeah,
0: what are you slacking yeah. for, mate? Power through. You better yeah, get out of
1: that sauna. Get out of that sauna.
2: Get your Wait. ass on their
1: weights. Get I the hope phone. Sam's
2: there to uh, spot him.
1: I hope someone is there to spot him, otherwise, he could be crushed by a while trying to do bench presses to our motivational speeches. Like, no. takes on too much. Yeah.
2: Okay, so, first question Rob Seymour, why is the number 11 not pronounced 1T1? Now, we did ask for, we said nothing is off topic, as if you've listened to us before, you are well aware that nothing is off topic, uh, but we asked for at least a couple of questions about thrones. And there are some questions about thrones. So that's fine. But the first one, why is the number 11 not pronounced 1-T-1? Craig.
0: I tried to be a clever dick about this, and I was going to secretly Google this and then act like I knew about it. (laughs) But honestly, my Google through is either very weak or no one knows the answer because I couldn't come up with a single actual answer. Beyond someone saying that, Dave, you could probably verify this, but um, Latin-based languages all have some sort of special name for a letter between, like, the 10 and 15 range. Um, so it's common, but no one actually knows why it isn't.
2: Um, I'm, <laughs> what my response is actually going to be was, oh, it's from the Latin for, and oh, then just make something up. Mm. Um, you may mean Germanic.
1: It is from Germanic.
2: Because we, we have a Germanic language, and uh, German is the same.
1: I do actually yes, have a reason. So on. In front of me. No, you don't. I do. I genuinely Googled it. Now, I've gone through a lot of question sites, and this is on a question site, but eight people have found it useful, which compared to the rest is quite good. Eight uh, people in the world. Eight people. You know, I don't think it's a very. Hey, if common, that's a good enough circle size for us. Let's go yeah. with it. <laughs> I don't think it's a very Googled term, to be honest. So I think it, uh, it's a little bit rare, but apparently 11 is an old. In old English, is it's endolophan? and related forms in the various Germanic languages point back to original Germanic. Anlif, for 11. Anlif is composed with an, one, the same as our one, and suffix, lif. From the German root lib to adiv, to remain, remain left over, thus 11 is one left. Got it. Apparently, makes sense. 10, 10 and one left. 11. Yeah, 10 and one left.
0: Well, that's pretty Got comprehensive, it. I reckon.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> that was horrible.
0: Yeah, we managed to translate your English then. is that <laughs> make any <no> sense? <laughs> it,
2: it
0: doesn't. But we got there in the end.
2: <laughs> See, as we said uh, a couple of weeks ago, last week, we are essentially a documentary. Yeah. Uh, but a good one.
0: Thank Charting you. the slow evolution of Peel <laughs> from a, a mollusk into a human being.
2: <laughs> from oh, no, a no, pair of jeans. A pair into of a jeans <laughs> into a fully
1: functioning human being.
0: Almost there. Yeah, he can count and everything. So he's
1: doing very well. Next year, I'll be speaking Latin. Yeah. Okay. So,
2: uh, Rob Seabor follows that up with a more serious question, apparently. Do we think the banter agendas have a long term future in the game, or are they merely a necessity whilst the card pool is so small?
1: That is a good question.
2: That is a good question.
1: I can see him going okay why like, why because they weren't that dominant at the end of first edition and I'm not sure if I, I think once they start bringing out some tasty tasty agendas if they reprint a few from first edition we're going to be switching over straight away
0: do you mean they weren't dominant in the sense of like conquest for agenda, yeah
1: for example there was an alliance ones that you didn't see many decks at tournaments I'm not sure top of my head if they ever won a few I know a few did really well when Dave had a Martel. um Baradek. Oh, what was it, Dave? Martel Baradek that used to just stomp face with oh, the,
0: the Martaffian Rush?
1: Yes. Yeah, before it was cool. But yeah. this is, of uh, course,
0: ignoring the fact that in first edition, if you wanted to splash something in, you had the small price to pay of two extra gold or whatever. And there was other ways around that with like the Bannerman and whatever, things like that. Whereas now, there is no cross-house potential without these being there. Which is why I believe they're going to be around for a long time. Admittedly, they are going to get um, scarcer, as for or more scarce, sorry, um, as for carpool expands, because single house, fealty, or whatever is going to become more viable. Um, and I think in the core environment, they are an almost necessity outside of probably Barra and Lannister. But I do think they're going to be around for a long time.
2: Um, I agree that they're going to be around for a long time. Um, conquest only got better. But like Alliance and the Treaties were bad cards.
0: Hey, yeah, yeah, you hold uh, your horses there.
2: Hey, oh, I'm saying this is someone who played Alliance at two tournaments. Yeah. In it, Joust. Uh,
0: Alliance was brilliant in melee because people forgot all the time.
2: Oh, people <laughs> forget in Joust. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's yeah. but they're not they're not if, if you're playing against someone who's competent enough to remember consistently, uh, and I say that as someone who always forgets. Um, they're not amazing. But Conquest was good. Uh, and you were seeing all sorts of crazy Conquest builds right up until the death of 1st edition so um, the Mace build, the Infamace build was Conquest, that when yeah. it made the cut of Starlake or narrowly missed the cut of Starlake, Um we were talking about a couple of weeks ago um, Wedge's Northern Patriarch Voltron deck was Conquest, uh, that he took to Norwich well, I say Northern Patriarch, it was whoever he fancied could be a Voltron well, whoever
0: turned up first, wasn't
2: it? <laughs> yeah, it was, oh it's Beric, fine oh it's Brienne, fucking Brienne Um, yeah like Conquest decks were really fun and they only got better with the expanding card pool now I think banners will stay the same until we get some really 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 good agendas now with a big enough card pool House of Dreams is going to be fantastic Uh, and Dark Wings Dark Words is going to be really good when we've got a big card pool Um, well I think banners will always have a place I hope they do anyway unless they they replace, replace them with a a different alliance kind of agenda, which they might. They might bring back something like Conquest if they bring in Prized, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I I generally, I mean, this is wish listing, I know, but I I don't want to see the return of Prized. Um, I'm quite happy that if you want to start mixing agendas and uh, mixing, sorry, factions um, for the duration of the game, I'm quite happy the only way you could do that would be banners. Mm. I really like the idea in principle, and I think it supports a, a healthy carpool going forward because it makes the designer's job that bit easier. Because you haven't got to think about, oh shit, how does this one particular card interact with every other card currently in existence? Because not only have you only got one way of mixing, but you have to bring along at least twelve. So I think it makes a good safe space for designers, and I hope it. Yeah, I really hope it does support this going forward.
2: Yeah, that's definitely true. I played a number of uh, Conquest to Lannister decks, first edition. That only ran about seven Lannister cards. It was just the draw. Yeah. All the draw cards and nothing else. Um, You obviously can't do that anymore, which is good. It's probably the best. I think it's fantastic. Um, So I know people have discussed what if there is a, say, a trait-based alliance agenda that they might bring out. So we've seen a lot of small council so far. You can't play. I'm suspicious
0: about that. I am suspicious about the small council. That means something, doesn't it?
2: I would. I would love it if you could. uh, If trait, a certain trait could be played out of house. So. Um, maybe there will be something in Targ to get mercenaries, or yeah, something in Barra to get the small council characters all together, which would be really cool. Yeah, um, I think
0: that'd now, be a that could be tough
2: to balance. Meisters. So, yeah.
0: Meisters, are yeah. Back. Meisters <laughs>
2: uh, I would also like to see certain characters that can be played outside of their own house. So I'd like to see, say, a Marjorie who is a Tyrell card, but can be played in Lannister or Baratheon without a banner agenda. That kind yeah. of thing. Ned. Yeah, with Ned, era. who can be played in Baratheon without a banner agenda. Anything else?
0: Only to say, mate, don't skip legs.
2: Yep. <laughs> Leg day is every day, baby.
0: Yeah, that's it. Don't skip legs. Okay, um, should we move on?
2: Yeah. What's, what's next? Uh, Jakob Holtman, world champ, uh, has commented with Baggers and Mash. Please. Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of that in joke.
0: I, I'm not aware of it. I actually quite fancy it, I'll be honest. though. <laughs> uh, I'm on a so, no-carb day today and i oh, mashed potato, get in there. So
2: me. I met um, uh, Rings at Worlds, Matt Lay, who is the guy who designed the Ghost of High Heart. Ooh. Um, and obviously he's got his face on the Ghost of High Heart. And so I said, look, do you mind, I'd nicked a copy from Tagore. Do you mind signing it? And he said, yeah, sure. And he drew a big speech bubble coming from his face. And so he was saying, bangers and Mash" on the card. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and so we just kept saying it all weekend at Worlds. And every time we said it, it reminded Jakob of uh, Arya with her cart going through Braavos. <laughs> he started shouting, oysters, clams and cockles, bangers and mash! bangers and mash!" <laughs> so the first thing he said to me at Starlink was just scream, bangers and bash across the hall.
0: Do you know what the first thing Jakob said to me at Starlink was? What? You look really sharply dressed.
2: (laughs) And you did. Thanks.
0: Yeah, Yeah. That meant so much coming from someone as as glamorous as Jakob.
2: Oh, he is, isn't he? Very. I was in a chat with uh, him and some other people, deck building, and then they just started talking about uh, good barbers in Stockholm.
0: Well, Jakob actually has got fantastic hair, so he also does (laughs) not a good barber. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Okay. So that's enough about bangers and mash. The answer is yes.
0: Yes, we'll have it.
2: Okay, Ben Cotton. With the festive season approaching, what is the first edition card that most makes you think of Christmas? That isn't much and more. Uh, should we leave this question to our Christmas special?
0: Well, I've got an answer, actually, already. Okay. Um, pretty much anything with the word Winterfell in the title. Mm-hmm. Go and do it. Put on the, If you're listening, if you guys, everyone, if you get the chance, go into the Card Game DB and just type in Winterfell. And look at all these pictures. They make you think of Christmas. Siege of Winterfell, maybe not. <laughs> um, depending how your Christmases go. But um, yeah, Winterfell makes me think of Christmas.
2: It's a lot of snow in these pictures, isn't that? It's
0: snow, and it's warm. It's nice. It's welcoming. I mean, Winterfell on a guard, maybe not so much. Um, Winterfell practice yard. That's not very Christmasy. Someone getting about to get an absolute twatting of a wooden well, sword. They but, got um, them for
2: Christmas.
1: Yeah, wooden swords.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh well, there you go then, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I the siege of Winterfell wouldn't exactly. No, that's a bad warming. Christmas, isn't yeah. it? Bloody axe yeah. on a on a
0: granite slab. Um, probably Winterfell... not the best.
2: Yeah, Winterfell reserves is the cocks at kicking out on Christmas Eve. Yeah.
0: Yep. So. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Go home. <laughs> so mine's Winterfell, and I'm sure we all agree. So, I've decided. I... You all agree.
2: I haven't thought about it because I was going to postpone it to two weeks from now, which will go out on Christmas Eve all being well, so that'll yeah. be our Christmas special. Uh, Play yeah, it at so.
0: Christmas around the table. We promise you we won't swear so even Nan
1: can listen to it.
2: <laughs> we will try not to swear. Nan will love it. Yeah, Peel, did you want to add to that? Or
1: I was just going to say mine will be Feast and Famine because it looks like someone beating. Like, no, you're not having a moment or food. It was always like that for my family Christmas. It does look like a grandparent. Kind of like... Eh. You know how they always pinch your <laughs> cheeks? Um,
0: is that you, Peel, eating a, a gristly old chicken leg with your free teeth? Mm, that's I the want one. A chicken leg, man. Get
1: off! <laughs> <laughs> that's really for Like a dark Christmas meal. <laughs> no world. gold.
0: Only Peel would describe his Christmas dinner. <laughs>
1: yeah, really but the
2: thing is, you can only have food or you can have presents. You can't have both. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't bloody made of money okay friend of the, friend of the show Tom Barnaby <laughs> Pass. one question this got time before I get demoted again, what do you think is the new Jon Snow what, sorry, what do you think the new Jon Snow will do and why assuming of course that that card we discussed last week is Jon Snow
0: I think it's almost definitely Jon Snow based on mm-hmm. Master Lewin's text box there's definitely a stark Jon Snow coming down the pipe there has to be so what will he do? What will? What does Lewin give him?
1: Stealth. I'm trying to check that stealth. now. And it
2: doesn't he's really work stealth. with the Night's Watch version. No, it doesn't. For those who aren't right. aware, uh, Jon Snow participates. The Night's Watch Jon Snow participates while he's, standing, while he's and standing. You have another Night's Watch participating character. But you only get to use stealth when you are declared. So you'd actually have to kneel him to use him in a challenge to get the stealth.
0: Yeah, doesn't work at all, does it? I'll tell you what, I've got no idea. I really, I can't... I wouldn't even know where to start speculating on that one. Direwolves, maybe? Um,
2: Or winter? There's lots of winter theme (sighs) in the new box.
0: (coughs) It's hard hard to know. And honestly, Tom, I don't know, mate. I I don't want a wish list, um, because that's basically me just saying what I'd like him to do. And I don't really know what I'd like him to do. So... I don't know. Is he going to support? There's... What, what themes have we got in Stark at the moment? We? We've got the kill theme, we've got the stand, and we've got some sort of self sacrifice synergy going and, on with Catlin. Um, Catelyn doesn't really like John. So if there was one Stark she was going to have to sacrifice, it would probably be him. So maybe. Taking, something taking, taking the with black Catelyn? is kind I of
2: sacrificing yourself to the world. Maybe. Not really.
0: Maybe, yeah.
1: If you win an unopposed stealth challenge, stand a Stark, maybe. Could be something really maybe, tasty like but that.
2: Maybe not unopposed.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It could be, yeah, Or stand Ghost or something. It might have some synergy with Ghost. I'm not sure if he's. Well, there is, out there is a. Uh, there's it would a be nice if he did.
2: But I would imagine there will be a Stark Ghost. It's a Stark, Stark Ghost. No.
0: Because mm. he does start out as a. Yeah, you know, if you're looking at the start out of these characters, they are both definitely yeah. Stark affiliated. Mm. So. Yeah, maybe, but we don't know. Dom. Yeah, we don't and know we're any not the
2: best people to ask, because we don't like Stark. Like, as, as a cast goes, <laughs> yeah, that's probably we're less <laughs> neutral towards certain well, factions,
1: and Stark is probably our least favourite. I'm going to play them at my first tournament.
0: In first edition, we did, but I, I don't mind them so much as second. I really don't.
1: Um,
0: I haven't really got a least favourite faction at this stage, so I don't know. Uh, I don't really like nice Stark in the books very your...
2: much. I find them very boring. So that kind of translates over to the card game where I also find them spectacularly boring.
1: I don't find them all boring. Think, well, brand is brand.
2: boring. But I just think that they're just the you know the cookie-cutter good guys. Uh, and so I quite enjoy when they get their comeuppance. So,
1: they're everyone's yeah, rocky like, or something. Everyone loves them. Um, yeah. I quite like the though. have some flavour to them. <laughs> And I really oh, do yeah. like Oh, I like numbers.
2: loads of the Stark Bannermen are awesome. The, and the Starks do some things. Yeah. But yeah. The
0: great John is hilarious.
2: Your mate. La-dita. Go on, Peel. You on. you were halfway through doing the next question. Go on.
1: Links really nicely into the which is your favourite faction from 2.0. And who asked the question? Thus far. Okay. Zito Retzel.
2: Uh, go on then. What's your favourite faction? Yeah.
1: So far. Based on what what I know is coming out, he hasn't looked at any of the cards yet. No, 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 no. I played played colours green. (laughs) I like, um, (laughs) I like the ones with the power. (laughs) No, I mean I played um, the Martell deck that Dave built, and I must admit I did enjoy that a little bit. But uh, also, I must admit the Lannisters are quite interesting now, which really pains me to say. <laughs> just because they've got ambush, and I'm curious what they're going to do with that. It's a bit. It's
0: okay, man. They share a C with the first
1: edition of <laughs> You can get it. <laughs> any justification. Seen yeah. I, I played You've seen the last. I thoroughly enjoyed. them Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, mine's Night's Watch at the moment. I'm loving it. I'm loving the watch because it's a different type of game altogether, and it's just really refreshing.
2: Okay. Mine is uh, mine's Still Martell at the moment. Um, they have some. I, I think. Lannister are probably the best, but I'm loving Martel. I just think their good effects are so much fun. Uh, Confiscation's awesome. Ariane's awesome. Gaston Grey is amazing. The Greenblood trade is awesome. When they get more consistent draw, they're going to be really good. At the moment, yeah. they fall flat because of that. Doran is not a good enough draw engine on his own. With First Snow of Winter, we might, have some- we might get somewhere, because we can reuse the Greenblood merchants. Uh, with that and and some, yeah, of, some sure, other card. Yeah. If you banner into a uh, faction that has good high-cost characters so you've still got good ball presence, like Lannister, or potentially Stark so you can have Eddard, um, then there could be some money there with First Snow. Uh, but yeah, at the moment they do lack a draw engine. So yeah, they're, they're our favourites. Uh, then Ben Knowles asks... Wait, well, doesn't ask. He just says, Weekender plug. So I guess we plug the weekend here. Uh, for those who aren't aware, last year in regional season, um, not long before we started the cast, there was a double header regional. They're on the f- Saturday, it was Manchester. And on the Sunday, it was Stockton near Middlesbrough. Uh, and they're doing the same for store championship seasons, uh, season this year. And it's the 5th and 6th of March, I believe. Uh, so come along to that. I will be at both. I think Peel, you're coming to both. All being well. Craven? Yeah. Double header?
0: Um, it all depends on my work schedule, which I won't yeah. know about. Uh,
2: it was fantastic. Um, if you get in touch with people there on the event page, you, they might be able to get you somewhere to stay. Uh, if not, get a hotel in Manchester on the Saturday night. We'll all get absolutely gazeboed uh, and then drive over to Stockton in the morning and play more Thrones.
1: Um no, we will be getting the train over in a responsible way.
2: We'll just make someone who didn't drink drive. It's fine. It's
1: fine. <laughs> Sam can drive. Sam can yes. get a bus. That'll be none of us. <laughs> 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 we'll rent Sam a minibus. He can drive us all the stock. Works it'll be for fabulous. Me. <laughs> um, so,
2: yeah, the weekend that was awesome <laughs> last year. Uh, it was a really good weekend. And uh, that was where the Rights to Aris Oak Cart started. So. You know, what will happen next year?
1: Did you not burn Shireen as well? We also
2: burned Shireen. We sacrificed (laughs) Shireen uh, to R'Eloor, and I made top four in the next day. So I worked at the biggest UK regional that year. There you go. I also got a dragon egg, like a plush dragon egg as prize support. It is Viserion, and Viserion is the only dragon I was playing in my deck. So that's good. So yeah, come to that. Callum Johnson, Wex, says, come on, guys, on topic... What's your favourite throne? I'm a fan of the throne of the Canadian sovereignty myself. So, Graven, favourite throne. You're not allowed to say iron.
0: No, no. Um, I like the throne that Conan the Barbarian sits on at the end of the first film. Ooh. The throne of Crom? Or maybe... No, it's not Crom, Is it the throne of Aquilonia? Something like that. I'm not sure. But it's, um, it's, it's pretty functional. It's not elaborate. It's just a nice-looking chair that you can lean forward on and have a good think about things. Um, and obviously Schwarzenegger is a lad, so whatever he sits on automatically jumps up the scale. So yeah, um, off the top of my head, the throne that Conan
1: sits on. Okay, peel the chair of Saint Peter.
2: Is that the Pope's throne?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's well, it may have been once upon a time, but at the moment it, it's sitting in a the chair of Saint Peter is Saint is in Saint Peter's bascula in Rome and it's lovely so and gold yes. and i have a feeling yeah <laughs> the answer is yes that's yeah. the pope's throne <laughs> yeah and i think if i ever did take over the world i'd be looking for a throne similar to that um with angels dancing around me and a dove in the, above me i think that'd be nice that's a pretty dope
0: Pill's just basically set his intention to take out the pope
1: <laughs> <laughs> i would love to be for the a chair i don't want to be the pope
2: really though you don't want to be the pope i eh, do a little bit Everyone wants to be the Pope deep down.
1: If nothing else, you had driven around in a throne, effectively, through the streets of London, just like, wait, <laughs> I'm the Pope.
0: And you get the core cool, um, Swiss guard following around. Uniforms and weaponry haven't changed for about three centuries, which they really should start packing some heat alongside halberds. It's all I'm saying. Time's changed, man.
1: All I know is that when Archer attacks them, uh, they definitely had mp5s did they so, fingers crossed they've updated and that was factual. yeah you think that
0: halberd's gonna be useless <laughs> you know, in a range conflict
1: on guard bang Ah, oh, damn <laughs> i don't think you tend to say
0: on guard with the halberd but i like what you're getting at
1: yeah
0: <laughs> fencing what with halberd.
1: what do you say with a halberd though <laughs> fuck off i've got a halberd
0: that's what
2: i'd
0: say dave what's your favorite um <laughs> chair covered in velvet according to napoleon
2: uh that's good you said that actually because mine is less a throne and more a chair it's the speaker's chair in the houses of parliament oh nice yeah uh i really like it it's got nice green leather it's got this really cool wooden back uh it was donated by australia after our last one was blown up uh by the germans um it's really cool the speaker's an absolute boss he just controls parliament uh have you ever been on the tour of the houses of parliament
0: uh, n- no, it's, I haven't been on a tour of a house's parliament. No,
2: it's well worth it. I'm on a
0: tour of Number Ten, I've been to Number Ten Downing Street, okay. but not been to house parliament.
2: uh, Parliament's. Well worth it. It's really interesting. Um, if you talk to your MP, you can go for free once per electoral cycle. Really? Yeah. If you write to them, they'll, got they'll give good, you tickets. A good story about House house parliament actually.
0: Um, a friend of mine, um, many years ago, when we were at university, um, well, we went to the same uni, didn't we, Dave? And we had a, a great number of uh, international students come over, didn't we? Um, yep. More than the average university. Uh, one of my friends, he started dating a lovely American girl who was uh, somewhat, shall we say, gullible. Um, they did the normal thing. We went on a little tour around uh, London. And he convinced her, with very little effort, as it turns out, that the uh, the entire of the House of Commons, or Houses of Parliament, were carved out of one single block of stone. <laughs> And uh, she believed it.
2: Um, bless her. Wow. So
0: we, main- we maintained that facade for about three years. Um, so, uh, yeah.
2: so I've got two little stories about going to the Houses of Parliament. Um, one is, I don't know if you've ever seen the red lines down the front of the the bit. Firstly, you're not allowed to sit down when you're in there because only, um, only elected MPs can sit. So if you sit down, yeah. you get bollocked. Um, the Queen's not allowed in because she's not a commoner she's not a commoner so she can't go in the house of commons um, but yeah they've got these two red lines down the front of the, uh, the seats um, and they're exactly two sword lengths apart so if you do, you're not allowed to cross the line so you can't attack each other with your swords really? yeah if you look no, if that you wouldn't watch work if the
0: mountain was in there
2: no it wouldn't <laughs> but that's not your that's not the issue if the mountain is in the houses of parliament is it? Um, no <laughs> like you've got no. bigger worries than how, where the red lines are um, the other thing is that we were on the tour we went on, there were some Americans, and the guy who was presenting it said when we have a vote we ring the bell and everyone in the local pubs comes back to vote, because there's a <laughs> bell in every single local like eatery and pub and yeah. cafe and stuff around, so they could just bring all the, all the people together um, and then we just kind of shout hmm. and then the eyes or the nays have it. And it's only when it's close that they actually call for a proper vote. Well, and I like that Larry House of Parliament. It.
0: it sounds like <laughs> loads of cows, doesn't it? When people disagree, it sounds like loads of cows have won it.
2: <laughs> It's gr- <clears throat> Prime Minister's Questions is really fun to watch. <laughs> they just abuse each other so much. Good banter. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've heard it's absolutely amazing banter. And regardless of what you say about David Cameron, he has got some absolutely sick...
2: <laughs> he does.
0: There's a mashup actually. Put it in the. Um, I'll send it to you in a minute. Put it in the um, bit at the bottom. It's David Cameron's like greatest fug life moments. <laughs> brilliant. It's well worth watching.
1: Yeah. I mean, I must admit, I would be more inclined to watch the uh, live television debates if they were still allowed to have swords. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that would make everything a much, you know, much better. Just, just in case a fight breaks out, like when you watch the Formula One. Just in case. Something goes on, you're like... Eh.
2: That is the <laughs> only reason steel. I would watch Formula One.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just
2: in case.
0: We smash each other with swords as I drove past. <laughs> like road rash. <laughs> Classic. Um, right, what's next?
2: Uh, the next one is Daniel Orville. Uh, Ricky Gervais' obnoxious laughter. Compare it to various calls found within the animal kingdom. Jesus. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's definitely like a a, a deep cackle.
1: It is. Um,
2: so I, I'm going to go with witch.
1: It well, sounds witch. like a
2: male witch.
1: Are they native? <laughs> uh, the idea that witches are just roaming around in the animal kingdom.
2: Well, they're not. What are you? <laughs> so <laughs> they're not. Are they vegetable? No. Are they mineral? No. <laughs> they're not humans. So they must be an animal.
0: Mm. Um, I think he sounds like a duck. Like, you know when ducks um, <laughs> yeah. quack and they go bananas? They go,
2: quack 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 like that. <laughs> he, sounds a bit like that, doesn't he? Yeah, he does.
0: Because I always used to tell myself that was a duck laughing. I used to sort of, I could hear it in my old, sort of, where I used to live back home. I could hear the pond nearby and the ducks, I used to think the ducks are fucking telling loads of jokes tonight. We're having a proper <laughs> laugh. It did sound like laughter. So. Yeah, duck.
2: Okay.
1: Like <laughs> All right, uh, Peel? I can't even think of any animal that would even sound like it other than a duck. <laughs> um, you've pointed out ducks now, and all of a sudden, all I can imagine is just the sound of a duck. All other animals have gone out the window. They s- I suppose he sounds a little bit like a monk jack. I don't know if you've ever heard a monk jack. No. A really high pitch, um, kind of like, <laughs> like something like that. Um, used to have them all the time in my old house, and they used to scare the hell out of me.
2: Right, the next question is from Beyond the Wall, our fellow podcast. And they ask, what is the best Thrones podcast? I could imagine some good banter there. Or, rank the Thrones podcast by opening theme. These might have the same answer.
1: I think they do. (laughs) Well,
0: yeah. Um, Can't have to say us, really. It's kind of expected, isn't it?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Are we the only one with an opening theme? Just out of interest. no, I've all got music. But ours is the only okay. one with lyrics. That's what I meant. That's kind of self-written yeah.
2: one. They they just they they have like generic um, epic music. Uh, both there, both Beyond the Wall and uh, the White Book, uh, which the main hosts Alex and Will talk over and say, you know, thank you to Card Game DB, etc. Um, yeah, whereas we just have Waffle singing about us, which yeah. is much more ego boosting. Uh, I'm going to rate the white book above Beyond the Wall on one point, which is that Will was at Worlds, and I got to meet Will, and he's lovely. And Glazer was at Blackwater last year, and I met Glazer, and he is lovely. But I will rank Beyond the Wall higher because, on the other point, because Alex comments on our cast more. Yes. Which is good. But Glazer talks about us on the cast. He's propped us at least three times.
0: Glazer's so, give me more decks than Alex as well.
2: Yeah. Uh, apparently Nodge looked at my deck for Worlds but didn't offer any like constructive criticism. Oh, oh said, hang on. That's alright.
0: Actually, stole um, our Spice Girl segment. So that he did. White... Actually, White Book then, isn't it? Yeah, sorry. White Book sorry, sorry,
2: sorry. So, we're best. White Book's second and Beyond the Wall at a very distant third. Sorry, guys. Um...
0: It's not about uh, you, Alex. It's all about Nodge. He stole our Spice Girls, never to be forgiven.
2: I've played against Nodge on the Octagon Tournament. And it was one of the most fun oxen games I've ever played. It was fantastic. Um, such a lovely guy. Still a thief. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I must admit, I've never listened to Summer is Coming because it's a video podcast and I don't have time for that when I'm at home. I like the others because I can listen to them in my lunch break or... Uh, in the car, yeah. but not a video one. So, sorry, Tiny. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay.
0: From Cock Bongo. Cockers. I had a great time with Tony at the um, bottom end of the uh, tournament in uh, Starlake.
2: Yep. Uh, as a point, the Scottish guys are coming down for the weekender, I believe. Oh, what? They were there last year. I'm
0: That's getting where I met,
2: Co- I met him, in a, in a pub in Manchester. When is it again? The 5th and 6th of March.
0: Oh, that's this year's annual leave. Though. If
2: you're going to make any store championships, they're the ones to go to, I think, this year.
0: I can't go to Manchester for a fourth time in this year. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs>
2: really, though, would it? Manchester's awesome. Yeah, Manchester. Anyway, answer Cockers' this question. Do you want to read it out?
0: Do you think Sansa Stark still believes in Father Christmas? Sansa Stark has had such a horrible life which <laughs> <that> she probably <laughs> has nothing left now that she believes in. <laughs> Least of all... Father Christmas. So no, I don't think she does.
2: I think she certainly does if we're going by the timeline of the card game, where we're in the first book still. There's definitely Father Christmas there. Uh, yeah. By the timeline of the TV show and the books, I, I, I doubt it. No. Um, or if she does, she probably doesn't have very good thoughts of a man who comes in to your chimney at night.
0: And on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, regular contributor to our listeners' questions. Will Carter, our friend who has never played Thrones, never seen Thrones and never read Thrones?
0: This is his best question (laughs)
2: yet. This is his best one. (laughs) If there were the top Trumps based on retro British sitcom characters, who would be the most powerful based on these categories? Jokes. Catchphrases. Physical comedy and... Quality of Christmas specials.
0: Now, I'm preempting a problem here, just in case no one knows what Top Trumps is. This might <laughs> no, be an English thing, because I'm assuming everyone has this, but we might be wrong. Top Trumps is you get a uh, a category assigned, so it might be Monster Trucks. That was always a classic when I was a kid. Monster Trucks. I mean, you have a little card, as we're all familiar with, a little picture and a text box underneath. So far, so familiar. And these things are ranked. They've got some uh, categories and they've got a number out of ten. And you would put out your, your big blue motor truck and go uh, wheel size. And then someone else would have to sort of say what their wheel size was. Whoever's got the highest number wins. And they take the card, don't they?
2: Yeah, they the do. And um, they put them both to the bottom of the deck.
0: That's it. That's top trumps. My score is bigger than yours.
2: Yeah. And then the person with the all the cards at the end wins.
0: That's it. So you play top trumps. So British sitcom retro characters. is, it's got to be. Um, one of the main stars from Carry On
2: that's not a sitcom so they're not oh of course
0: allowed. no it's i comedy oh, uh,
2: right. I'm, but he is asking for overall so but should we go through each one separately and choose who our favourite is because that's probably a bit easier yeah okay um, so for catchphrases I'm going to say Alan Partridge
1: is he retro
2: I, I don't know is is he, he's, ret- he's from the 90s
1: this is my problem how
2: 90s is retro at the moment isn't it 90s is coming back
1: but in that case, we've got Blackadder. Um, Blackadder's
2: 80s anyway, so that definitely counts.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but catchphrases? Um, Father Ted as well.
2: Uh that retro, 90s, is, that, wasn't oh, it?
1: God, is that retro, really? Uh, I don't know. It's been where, like 20 where are we
2: years. <laughs> yeah, because these are like 20 years old now. Yeah. Or are I we saying 80s what? and before?
1: Spaced, for example, was early 90s as well.
0: Fucking hell, so it was. Mm. Well, for, for the ease of use, we'll Anything before 2000.
1: Okay.
2: Sure. That's nearly
0: 20 years. 20. In that
2: case, definitely Alan Partridge for catchphrases. Aha! Yeah. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh-huh is just <laughs> wonderful. So uh,
0: physical comedy, Bottom.
2: That's not a character, though, is it? Or Mr. Bean. Oh, well, hang on. It needs to be characters.
0: Oh, and, well, um, Edward Elizabeth Hitler, Hitler or um, what was Richie's name in Bottom? I have no idea. <laughs> well, Eddie and Richie out of Bottom, tie.
2: Okay, sure
0: quality of I'm... Christmas specials has got to be Only Fools and Horses
2: there are a lot of them as well aren't there
0: they're all very good
2: uh, the Vicar of Dibley always had good Christmas specials
0: oh it did have good ones mm. but we've Probably missed out jokes 20
2: years old we have
0: Only Fools and Horses
2: no I, I see I love horses but I feel like it's overrated oh um, shut up for pure just I'm <laughs> thoroughly enjoying all these jokes I really like I... Yes Minister
1: well for jokes
2: yeah, there's some mm. awesome stuff, and it's got the really complicated ones which go over the minister's head, which I enjoy. Yeah, classic okay. things.
0: I think it. it's better than Falls and horses, though.
2: I um,
1: go with Blackadder.
2: I love it. I'm, the thing is, I'm not. I'm deliberately not saying Blackadder because Blackadder just wins all these things. i like, <laughs> well, oh, the that's best that's British it. sitcom, so I kind of just ignored that.
1: <laughs> Forty yeah. Towers. That's what I'm going with for jokes. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Forty Towers, or physical, or even physical comedy in Forty oh, Towers. Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, I think uh,
0: physical comedy, if it's a second place one, it's got to be the young ones. Because I mean, well, oh. that's good, <laughs> so isn't it? So
1: many. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. there you go, Will. Sift through that.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. So, Beyond the Wall have come back with another question. He's been very greedy. I guess because they're not airing at the moment, he needs to get, you know, mentioned somewhere.
0: <laughs> so what is the worst thing about second edition relative to first? Now, you know, I don't even really want to answer this. Because I'm trying desperately to be positive about it Heads
2: that. on spikes. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the
0: worst thing is that dupes are no longer a character ability.
2: Oh. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I was going to say the card pool and then I was thinking the lack of mass resets. Um, but then, yeah, dupes are no longer cancelable or a card character ability. Yeah. That is horrible.
0: But good for some people,
2: I guess. Well, good for people who hate fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, there we go. I'm not going to give that one too much thought, because I don't want to start complaining about second edition, just when I've started to fall in love with it.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, Ryan Kelly, Norwich Bane. What happens if I drop heads on spikes, turn one against a Sparrowhawk? Um, and the answer is...
0: He'll write a novel.
2: <laughs> he will write a novel about you. <laughs> An ode. Uh yeah. Well, I
0: don't Possibly think would be very you'd happy.
2: Possibly win instantly.
0: Yeah, he, he, I don't think he'd be very happy if um, his, his opinion on D B is anything to go by. And he's entitled to that opinion, and we welcome him to it.
2: Yeah. Um, I played against a fairly new player at Worlds who dropped heads on Spike's turn one against me. And he was just like, this card is so much fun. And just the, the way he was so excited about it really made me more excited about it. Because I like playing it anyway. But uh, we... <laughs> between us we played four copies of heads on spikes in three turns uh, and fun was had by all <laughs>
0: yeah it's funny just shoot to the moon so it's
2: like let's do it let's see what happens and we're just like yeah we were near the bottom table so uh, <laughs> we're having a great time
0: yeah my go do i hit no oh what do i get tywin yeah, lad yeah <laughs> <laughs> we bent
2: okay um mate who should be uh, what should he be doing now I think uh, he's
0: finished now, to be fair. He should be warming down, I reckon.
2: Well, how He's already he
1: dedicated him. If he's only still... He's stopped now. It's been, it's been like about an hour,
0: hour, to be fair. That's good enough. Don't to overtrain.
1: Out. Have a nice cycle to finish it off. You know. Yeah, warm down. Active recovery. Yeah. Get those what? legs moving before you try to drive home.
0: Yeah. And next time you're going, try not to be such a pussy, yeah? come on.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, he says, The Final Fantasy VII remake is going to be wank in it.
0: No, it's gonna no, be great. it's gonna
2: Yeah, it's going to be the best thing ever. It's fine, and I will say that until I find out how the combat system has been changed.
0: I have to be positive. It's going to be good.
2: Have uh, you heard uh... that they they said something about multiple releases or something?
0: It's going to be episodic. Yeah,
2: uh, it, I'm not sure if it's actually been confirmed as that, or whether people think they're going to be sequels to it released as well. Like how there's ten two and thirteen two and that kind That'd of thing. That'd
0: be interesting.
2: Um, I mean, there's already Crisis Core and uh, Dirge of Cerberus. For yeah, seven. And
0: there's um a uh, kind of a, oh, a the
2: film, film isn't Advent it? children, yeah. Advent yeah, children, that's it. Uh, so we're good, Jack. I, I really
0: do, mate. I think it's gonna be alright, mate. Um stay positive. It should be alright.
2: Mm. I yeah, hopefully it is. Okay. <laughs> uh Cockbongo back again. What second edition card do you wish you'd had in first edition?
0: Hang on, which second edition card oh I see. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Well, mine is Confiscation. <laughs> uh, because there was a card in first edition called... Um, no, not Confiscation. Confinement. Sorry. Yeah. I always mix that up. Confinement. There's a card in first edition called The Prince's Wrath, which is Neil influence to make a character lose all their icons. And that card was good, but you had to run influence. Whereas Confinement hits basically everything in first edition because anything yeah. that's higher than four strength is... Um, an army basically so it hits the majority of things doesn't hit the viper but nothing hits the viper um, and it costs a gold which is a lot easier to get than an influence so yeah awesome card I'd play the shit out of it uh,
0: mine's heads on spikes <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Four six one one in first edition is a nice stat line
0: that's amazing and you
1: get to kill yeah. someone as well it's beautiful
0: especially yeah. after flipping um, Search and Detainer and sticking them back in the hand <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
2: have a shot hey gaston gray is even better in first edition Isn't it How about all your characters <laughs> which one yeah. do i get <laughs> the only problem is you can only run one of it yeah
1: true but
2: unless yeah. it's limited to player plot deck yes go on then pio what's yours
1: my favorite card that i wish i could bring over from Quite
2: second like... edition to first edition
1: see it's hard because all the characters are going to cost way too much in first edition yeah. Just kind of put them down like that. Seven gold. I'm never going to have that much gold in my life. Yep. Um, but I, I wouldn't mind like a Tyrion, so I get the gold. Tyrion... I do like that getting gold halfway through because it's a nice way to win dominance. That
2: it is. Yeah, you can't really use the gold for much unless you're running confinement. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but it is a nice little way to just get a cheeky dominance. I think that would have been quite useful
2: in certain decks. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Quite expensive for five gold still.
1: Yeah, it would have to be All reduced the other to four uh,
2: A four. Um, okay, and then he follows it up with Oh, and which Spice Girls song... Well, no, sorry. I think if his Girls a loud song, would you have played at your funeral? And mine would be Jump. Mm. Uh, I feel like that would get everyone going.
1: And i um, come
2: back to life.
0: Mine would be Sexy, No, No, No.
1: I wouldn't have any of them at my funeral. It would be a horrible day for everyone as it is. Oh. <laughs> I don't think they could. You're not a fan of Girls Aloud? I wouldn't want them played at my funeral, Dave. I'd like Don't Fear the Reaper played or something along those lines. Okay, sure. I may even go for something different. I may even go for a Little Mix song. But I I can't see... um... Little Mix? Oh. (laughs) A sad song, maybe? Something? Girls (laughs) Girls (laughs) Aloud. Sound of the Underground, maybe? I'm going down there anyway. It'd be quite appropriate. (laughs) 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 That
2: works. Okay. Uh... Sweeney asks, from the spoilers that have been seen, which cards are you most looking forward to in 2nd edition? Ooh. Are you going to say Iron Mines, Peel?
1: A little bit, why? <laughs> or are you going to say Much <laughs> More? Either or. <laughs> <laughs> They're both beautiful. It's not called Much and More anymore, so it's not going to have the same ring, but I am going to have to put some work into coming up with something else to call out instead. So, I mean, the Iron Mines is just as good. Iron Mines! Some... <laughs> 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 I'll murder him. Iron Mines! <laughs> Well See? it
2: started off with a uh, rich lance and a keep didn't it that was the original rich thing. That
1: rich <laughs> yes. lance and a keep. <laughs> I really wanted to put one of those in my deck but I just couldn't bring myself to. Do it. I was <laughs> <Three> desperately <gold. laughs> trying to, I was trying to convince Waffle to put it in his deck when the night before we left. Um, just just put just put it in Waffle. No, it'll come up and it'll fuck me. Just just one copy. Just one <laughs> just, <laughs> it, and just not even doing power of
2: blood. No. He wouldn't even do it. Craven Newly made Lord seems fair
0: because it's going to be it's well pretty much equal to what it already is, isn't it? Because it's a champ card, so it can't change that much. Uh,
2: probably better because there's loads of really good locations already.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, Nunu made Lord.
2: Sure, uh, I'm really looking forward to those icon removing Martel attachments.
0: Oh that yeah, seen,
2: that was spoiled in that uh, foreign segment that beyond the wall put up where yes. they got all the check cards in. They were sport in full. They look really fun.
1: Anything
2: yeah. that makes Martell better. Yeah, good Martell cards. I want them. Yeah, good idea. Okay. Dave M. Nicholas, you are in charge of FFG. What IP do you turn into an LCG?
0: What a fantastic question. Mm. Mm, that's a tough one. I feel like I'm paralysed by indecision.
2: <laughs> um, I've got two IPs which have grown up with me and I've really really like um, one is Final Fantasy in all its guises uh, mm-hmm. if they could make some sort of overarching LCG from that I would be all over it like a like a wetsuit um, and uh, Pratchett's Discworld
0: Discworld would be if they amazing. could
2: do something with that you've got the Wizards you've got like um, Moist with his post office, I don't know how they'll do it but it, it, there are so many colourful characters in that. And all the different versions of Dibbler.
0: That would be incredible. Yeah, that's a really good shout, actually. Um, oh, God, I don't know what my B. be. I've got too many options in my head. i have to pick one. But um, do me last. I'm still thinking.
1: I would have to go with the Elder Scrolls universe. Okay. Now you know, you've got the Elves, the Orcs, the Humans, the redmonds, and all of them. Bring them all together. They could all have different... Similar to Thrones, I suppose. Isn't
2: it basically just Warhammer Invasion?
1: What? The Elder Scrolls Online?
2: No, like that kind of Elder either. Scrolls. Basically Warhammer. Like no, but you got and there, You got
1: Khajiit and you have
2: okay with <laughs> more cats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's me. Warhammer.
2: Warhammer okay, yeah. What does Warhammer need? Warhammer have... needed more cats. Yeah, fair it enough. Doesn't have any
1: cats. So cat <laughs> people would have been appreciated. I'm sorry, I would have maybe done it if they had cat people. Okay. Sure, fair
0: enough. <laughs> oh, I've got to make a decision. Um Oh, I don't know. There's so many things in my head that are rattling around. Um I think sort of alien versus predator. Okay. That sort of universe, but it's too limited. What do you have? Aliens, predators, marines. Yeah, that would be a bit Pick shit. Them.
1: Uh
0: Victims, just... who, yeah, what deck are you playing today? Oh, I'm playing the victims, get <laughs> <laughs> as oh, yes.
2: much claims so as possible, and see what happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, <they> pretty <laughs> you much can just, just have one I. deck that just runs around hyper Ripley, just like, yep, we'll just give her all the stuff. There we go, boom. Um,
0: I, I would really like to say, well, originally I would have said something based on Neuromancer, but basically they did that and made Netrunner. Um, so I can't do that. Um, god, it's one of those things that I'm gonna kick myself. Because I'm going to think of something like in the middle of a night, I'm going to sit bolt upright up and go, oh my god!
1: <laughs> oh, well, um,
0: <laughs> we
2: can always come back to it later in the show if
1: you think. I think I've got another one. I th- I'd, I'd like to see the Stargate universe done.
2: Stargate, okay.
1: Stargate or Star Trek, something like that. More Stargate would be less aerial based. More kind of like on ground fighting.
2: Okay,
1: okay. Get it away from Star Wars and that kind Star of Star Wars, thing. not enough for you. Got it, I've got it. Got it? Yes.
0: The Red Bull Stories by Brian Jakes.
1: Oh, what a great oh. shout.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. I
0: love Red Bull. You can have the badgers. You can have the foxes,
2: the oh, mice. Yeah. It's, it's a very good and evil story. So you can, um, it would be like Star Wars and Netrunner where you got the double double ender. Mate, uh, yeah. So- like, no. oh, the badgers are like the big beasties. And you got the cheeky little mice and the... the
0: rats and the foxes. You can't trust the foxes.
2: Bang, oh, smash no, that one no. out of the park. Oh, yes. such a good shout. Oh my god, I'm gonna reread all the Red Bull books now. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've got a signed copy of the first book.
2: Really? Yeah. Oh, jelly. I don't know who and signed you... it. <laughs> it. Was it us? People get <laughs> us to sign some weird things. Yeah, yeah like copies of the white book.
0: I can get in there, that is amazing. <laughs> um, what's this? What are, you, what are you doing to me, Peter? What are you sharing in the middle of a conversation? No, well, I'm, I'm, not, 40, I'm 40. not reading that out loud. That's a, <laughs> that's a political one. We'll talk about that off air. Um, <laughs> right, next question. Um, what, what, what are we up
2: to? Uh, we've just done Dave M. Nicholas. So now we're on Jack Abbott.
0: Jack Abbott. Did the Spice Girls go too far?
2: No. Uh,
0: no, not no. far enough.
2: <laughs> Should have gone further.
0: Should have gone further.
2: Easy. Yeah. Um, I was in Watford a couple of weeks ago, and there was a Spice Girls exhibit. Exp- exhibition coming up. Was there? So, yeah. Should go. In the Watford place I was at. Coliseum, maybe? Yes, yeah, so definitely go.
1: I bet you they'll have the movie being shown there. Probably. We could watch I the movie. Saw, to watch that, don't we? So
0: I saw on... Um, I don't know where it was. Maybe on telly. Possibly. It was um, an ad that the Spice Girls did for Tesco's at Christmas about five or six years ago. And I think it deserves viewing because it's for one time, I think. We're all together... And they all look fit.
2: Oh.
0: Yeah, check it out if you can.
2: I will. Link, link me to it and I'll, uh, I'll put it in the comments. Yeah. They
0: all look absolutely lovely. All of them. Fantastic. Um, that doesn't happen all, all the time.
2: <laughs> okay. So uh, Ryan Jones asks, the right Rorge. Not, not, no, no question mark, just the right Rorge. Correct. So yes, he, <laughs> Rorge. <coughs> I'm dying. Um, Rorge <laughs> is the right Rorge.
0: Yeah, that is uh, I think
2: we could agree with that. There's uh, no debate there. And I love Roge. He's the best of all the characters that raises claim during the first challenge uh, initiated. Even your opponents. For all right. the characters to do that, he's the best one.
0: I've got something spooky to talk about now. Right. We just said um, if I give you a link to the Tesco's ad you'll put yeah. it in the, in the comments, right? Yeah. I've gone to YouTube and I'm just typing in Tesco's Christmas ad down below it says suggested movies, right? Yeah. So it's there's a few things here. I've got cassette boy versus print Printer stuff I've watched in the past or whatever. The first thing it suggests that I watch, David Cameron, Fug Life compilation.
2: Nice.
0: <laughs> YouTube is listening to this because it knew I was going to go looking for it for you. I haven't searched for it. How did it know? Magic. Weird, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Anyway, it's
0: made my job easier for finding a link for that too. Anyway, do carry okay. on.
2: Patrick Haynes asks... What is the best deck in 2nd edition, in our opinion? Hmm. Well, he actually says your opinion. Whose opinion? Uh, ours. Yours? But he says your opinion, talking to the cast. Oh. Yeah.
0: Collectively. Yeah. Um, go on, in. What do you reckon?
2: Um. Fealty, obviously. Um, I, I, that's a very tough question. As I said, I think Lannister are the best house. Um, I haven't played around with them enough to say... What the best banner is, or whether it's no agenda.
0: Um, well, I'll make your job a bit easier and say I agree with you.
2: Um,
0: I think it's Lannister banner to something, but uh, it's maybe a bit of a cop out. But I don't know what that banner actually is. But I think it's between Wolf uh, Rose and um, Wolf Rose and no nah. Lannister banner to the Wolf or Lannister banner to the Rose. I think is probably the best. Okay. But I, I can't
1: decide which one. Peel? I'd have to go with Barra Fielty at the moment. Um, kneeling is just quite strong, and it's working well at the moment. It's a good little tag.
2: Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Hammond says, What do you think about there being a second Cat Stark already, giving us two that won't cycle out instead of, instead of giving us a character we don't already have? Hodor.
0: Um, well, we don't know for a fact we're not getting Hodor on your
2: We've seen Hodor. He's been spoiled. He's on. Oh, the, we uh, have.
0: Yeah, he looks ridiculous, doesn't he? Yeah,
2: sense. he's he's very similar to his first edition uh, version. So Hodor is coming. He's in the first cycle. Um, I like that there will probably be two versions of most uniques that won't yeah. be cycled out. I think there'll probably be three Johns. So I'd be yeah. shocked if we don't see a John in the Stark and the Night's Watch box. Uh, but I like that. I think it's good that. Um, We'll have a variety of uniques always, not just if one yeah. gets cycled out. Um, this is how it was in first edition for most houses. There's a Robert in two different boxes. There's three Joffreys between the boxes, possibly yeah. four.
0: It doesn't bother me in the slightest because it's, it's going to happen uh, eventually. It's just, it's, it stands out now, obviously, because Stark were the first, but uh, when this is done, and with the change to the release cycle for Deluxe's, that will be a lot quicker than we perhaps anticipated. Um, everyone's given me this position, so it doesn't bother me at all.
2: Yeah, I think it's fine. Um, the problem with Stark is that they'll probably have quite a few characters that are affected because of the whole large family thing. Uh, so it will make the card pool less deep than perhaps oh, Stark of the First Big Box would suggest. Um, but it just gives you options rather than... Yeah, yeah, It will save off the, uh, the first edition syndrome of playing one copy of each unique character for a little and bit. And least. they're
0: very different as well, the cats are very different. Yeah, which is, which nice, is good. nice to see
2: definitely and neither seems objectively this is the right cat yet no. um one is cheap really good one's expensive you build around so you know one's the tully cat potentially uh, or the sacrifice heavy cat um and the other one is uh the general multi purpose cat at the moment yeah. which is cool good design yeah I like it uh Secondary Dave says, How great do you think Old Nan is? Uh, I think she's alright. I think that you put too much stock in a card which doesn't have much versatility except for taking my Mesa trait away. Uh, So (laughs) she should be burnt in a fire or copies of her ever. He's Uh, still
0: going on about that.
2: He only talks about Old Nan. He started referring to his grandmother as Old Nan. And it's confusing Will in our group chats because Will doesn't know, obviously he's not seen Thrones, so he doesn't know why he's doing it. So yeah, that's how great I think she is. She's alright, but all the copies we own should be burnt. Mm. Okay, you guys, do you have any thoughts on Old Man?
0: Nah, I don't like Old Man, never have.
2: Fair enough. Uh, Daniel George Vincent Mulcrone. Says, with some time to think about it, how do you feel about taking the black? Is it going to impact decks you're playing? What houses benefit the most? Which decks want to play here to serve the most? I think my Nights Watch banner to the sun, inspired by Dave's build, is going to love it. Um, Question: Taking that first, here to serve is awesome. At the gates was awesome in first edition. Mm-hmm. It was one of those plots which you could, you know, it was often uh, in your top ten plots that you could put in your deck. Um, I did never I never expected to play it in my Worlds and Starlight deck, and when Whammer suggested it, it turned the deck around. It really was just game-changing. Yeah. Here to Serve will hopefully be just as good. Um, and, uh, yes, I agree. The deck that benefits the most is Night's Watch and Martell because Eamon is a linchpin in, Martell, in Night's Watch decks. He's one of the most important characters and it's never bad to search for him early. Uh, and Kayleot is one of the best maesters as well. And they're both not loyal, so either way you run it, you can get them. Which yeah, is I great. Like, like... Pycelle's really good, but he's yes. loyal. And Crescent's really good as well. So if you've got Martell, Night's Watch, Baratheon, any combination of them, it's well worth running. Because you've got two really good maesters who can definitely be running duplicates if you want them to.
0: Now the only house that doesn't benefit out of this, uh, off the top of my head, is of course uh, going to be Targaryen currently. Yeah. Um, and they're also, for my money, for people that get the least out of this chapter pack because all of the cards in their for Targ are shite.
2: Yes, agreed.
0: Uh, so they um, are the ones that benefit the least. Who benefits the most is a very good question. I think it's possibly Lannister because of the Hound.
2: Yeah. Um, the the uh, Cersei's wheelhouse is good and here to serve is good in Lannister but especially depending on your banner.
0: Greyjoy get a good little jump out of this too mm. because yep. of Rise of the Kraken.
2: And Uh, again, here to serve is good because is good.
0: Wendemir's stealth, yep. But of course, Stark don't do bad out of this because Lewin is pretty good. Um, And Lady is um, probably uh, not as good as I actually really think it is, but the artwork on Lady um, is so good it elicited a small emotional reaction in me. (laughs) It really is lovely. Um, Who gets the most out of it? Night's do get a lot out of this. Will alone is fantastic. So it's a pretty balanced um, pretty balanced pack, I'd say, unless you're a Targaryen player.
2: Yes, Targaryen have been... We, we can't forget about
0: Pleasure Barge, actually. Pleasure Barge is brilliant for tar-wheel. Um Pleasure Barge. This, this is a fantastic pack. It really is. Again.
2: Yeah, hopefully it's one of those ones where uh, you say, you know, this is a decent pack for a lot of players to get because it, it covers a lot of houses very well. Here to serve is good in a lot of decks. Um the long plan looks like it could be quite fun in the future. Uh it's, yeah. One of those evergreen not evergreen, because that's what people tend to use to describe the corset, but one of those packs that in the few years we can still say, even though it's gonna rotate out, looks like a solid one to get, I think.
0: Yeah, well worth getting.
2: We'll see. Okay. Ruben Barnhorn says, how does One Direction compare to the Spice Girls and what is your favourite One Direction song? I think they're not as good and I don't have one because I can't think of any.
0: Uh, they are definitely not as good. Um, the Spice Girls um, ushered in a very uh, significant change in pop music in this country and worldwide and also set the tone for all girl bands to come afterwards, whereas One Direction are a result of this whole kind of young manufactured um, single sex pop group which the Spice Girls started. So they compare to the spell schools only in the sense they followed in the trend which they started, despite being of other genders.
2: Yeah, and they're blokes, so they're much less appealing to watch.
0: And also, um, I don't like Harry Styles at all. No? His face irritates me. Um, no, I don't like it. Really. No, okay. Um, my favourite one-direction song, um, I can't think of them by name. Um, they were I haven't really got one, I guess. They're okay. I certainly don't mind them. They don't sort of move me to rage. Um but I can't think of one of their, what my favourite song of theirs is. So yeah, Peele, they're nice of a favorite favorite song.
1: yeah, it's called Drag Me Down. <laughs> their newest song that's on the radio all the time because it's always on the radio all the time. So I've learned to appreciate it and love it for what it is.
2: Uh, I don't listen to the radio, so
1: that's the problem. (laughs) I've not heard it. Mind-numbing entertainment.
2: There we go. Fair enough. Crocodile Hammers asks three questions in quick succession. How OP is Heads on Spikes? It's not. Not at all. Is Varys as OP uh, as Heads on Spikes? Uh, No. no. He is probably the best card in the core set, but he's also much less useful than I'd like him to be. And he's not the reset we want.
0: Varys is kind of like a... um... Like a like a fencing foil. He, he's really really good, if you know how to use it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think he's too fragile for me at the moment. He can be cancelled very easily. He can be put to the sword. Um, you might not draw him. Yeah, I need a plot deck reset. Kind of, this decent. Backs
0: up my point. He yeah. he is a fantastic weapon, but you can't just pick him up and use him and expect to get away with it.
2: No. Um, I was discussing with you earlier a uh, tournament I went to in Northampton, a small one, um, how I lost to Crocodile brutally because I saw no military icons, but the next two games were one on the back of Varys. Yeah. Um, I drew him at some point, and I planned my next few turns around him, uh, minimizing their power grab, playing not many characters, and suddenly, bam, you'll go first. Out comes Varys, bam, board cleared, March to clear up, and the game turned instantly. Yeah. Um. And that is the game. When Glazer sent me the list, he said, "Play it like a first edition deck," and that is what he meant. Yeah. You plan for the valor, and I did. And those games went very well.
0: Yeah, I think that's where Varus um finds a most comfortable home in people used to some big uh, board reset.
2: Yeah, and obviously to time it. I like resets. Resets of my one of my favorite card types.
0: Yes. Yeah, very hard to adjust to a life without
2: them. Then he, Crocodile goes on to say, is Fat Bob OP? And no, he's not. He's fine. No,
0: but he's superb.
2: He is good. Mateus says, when will Dayman by Team England hit Broadway? And are you planning to re- release an album or something? Well...
0: We're on the NDAs. We can't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But
2: firstly, we wouldn't hit Broadway. We'd hit the West End first. So, yeah. anyway. Then Vince says, if Ario plus Viserys makes 10, and Balon plus Tommen adds up to seven. How many months does Has to learn to become a many-faced warrior? I think Six. he got confused halfway through his <laughs> sentence there. <Five>. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with... Oh, does... Ah? Oh, yeah, he corrects himself. That's fine. Um, I-, I reckon it will take a two and a half years. So... And then he goes on to say, if my opponent has both Summer and Bran in play, and I also have Bran, how likely is it FFG will rule that my Bran gets insight? Uh, <laughs> surprisingly likely, is what I say. <laughs> FFG have a habit of making bad rulings and then correcting them in a fact about two days later. Yeah, a panic like, button. <laughs> yeah, they, you, you email them a rules <laughs> question they make a decision the internet blows up about it it goes on on the podcast and a week later they go oh no we were wrong it's fine here's the back entry clarifying that there's <laughs> so many instances of that and
0: some it's poor ridiculous. intern gets their head on a spike above <laughs> headquarters in Minnesota
2: yeah that's why Nate has his face on it it's like this is what will happen if I design yeah. bad running cards
0: a constant warning to Nate
2: <laughs> this is what awaits you Okay, so that is all our questions. Thank you, everybody. That were good did, uh, questions. Yeah, thank you. Really enjoyed that. We, lo- we love listeners' questions. Uh, and it takes a lot of self-restraint not to answer them every week. So, let's wrap up, I think. Cards beginning with V.
0: Victorian Greyjoy, obviously. The whole oh, yeah. reason I started this entire segment, um, I've been counting down to this. It's Victorian Greyjoy. Um, in, the, in the world of four-cost characters, you know what? Doesn't even bring a great deal to the table. No keyword. He's not really that good, is he? Compared to other forecasters. But he's just brilliant. It's so much fun. And it's so well designed. So thematic. Um, the artwork is superb. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just great. I've all, the first moment I saw him, it, it, obviously I didn't play great deal very much back then. But I was also frightened of him. And um, yeah, he just has that aura about him. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> it's Victorian and um, yeah that acts more than makes up for the fact he lacks
1: some of the stuff other forecasters have he is the quickest way to attract attention in melee <laughs> yeah. play him second he comes out right we've got to kill you ah damn it uh, but unfortunately yeah that's my favourite as well Dave
2: <laughs> so you're both using Victorian
1: yeah sure. I love him He's in, he's been in every single deck I've ever built without I refuse, oh. yeah Refuse to leave home without
0: him. And it's a card I really want to see come into second edition so much. But without any neighbour icons, I don't know how they're going to do it, what they're going to do. But I am so eager to see a new Victorian. He is my favourite card and probably my favourite character.
2: Yeah, well, they could just have him raise claim. They could just have uh, maybe more stealth characters. Or if this challenge is unopposed.
1: Something Where to do with warships. To... Got to be something to do with warships. All warships, yeah. I'd like to see him give Intimidate or something along those lines. Big beastie uh, Victarian comes in. He's going to be a scary guy. Yeah, it could work.
2: Okay. Uh, I highlighted a couple of cards to talk about. Um, I won't go into detail about Valerian Steel Link, but obviously I love that card. <laughs> um, Viserys Targaryen, the uh, the attachment one that got uh-huh. nerfed in the recent fact. Uh, recent. I've, I've always liked him. I like playing the game when other people aren't playing the game, if that makes sense. I like just winning and just going, oh, well, you could have stopped me if you wanted. <laughs> this is why I like resets. So I like, I like um, really, really fast rush decks, that kind of thing. Just don't like playing Thrones. Um, and for those who haven't seen him, he is uh, for every attachment on him, you need one fewer power to win the game. But he has now been errated to minimum 5 because DC Dennis got silly at Gen Con with him and went 4-2. I like Viserion, the uh, the good one, the ambush one, With uh, who destroys locations. Um, he's just the only dragon that you can play independent of the other dragons, really. Drogon's okay, but Viserion can go in any target deck and just be good. And if you're running influence, he's amazing. He's really, really good. He cleans up after favorable ground to get the uh, gold locations. Brilliant. Uh, Val... Is really good. Um, obviously, all these cards are good, that's why I'm talking about them. Uh, have you heard of the Clown Boat deck that was about a long time ago? No. Okay, so you know um, the Kings of the Sea Euron? While he's standing, Greyjoy characters gain stealth. Yes. The Clown Boat deck is Val, Euron, a little bit of economy, and then a shit ton of cheap Greyjoy characters. And you just vomit them out into the board. Uh, like a massive clown shoe, but obviously it's a boat because it's Greyjoy, <laughs> or a car which clown car which holds lots of people, <laughs> but a boat because it's Greyjoy. Uh, yeah, so you're basically playing five cheap Greyjoy characters a turn, and they've all got stealth.
0: <laughs> uh, um, I love it. I yeah. love that names and the explanations behind them.
2: <laughs> yeah. So uh, I like Valve because of that, um, and she's broken with the Laughing Storm, which makes me laugh. Yep. So uh, yeah, but obviously. There was no contest, really, was it? What's my favourite card being with V?
1: Venomous Blade.
2: It's Venomous Blade. <laughs>
1: Venomous Blade. Yep. I genuinely didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no?
2: Yeah, it's the Dirty Martell one. The Dirty Martell Restricted. Venomous Blade. Um, when I went on 2C1C at uh, the beginning of this year, they asked, why didn't I play Venomous Blade in my Unrestricted Martel deck? I was like, well, I haven't got any slots and because I've played so much of it in the last year. It's just really, really good. It was my Restricted Card of Worlds this year, Starleck this year, Starleck last year. Um, I like Venomous Blade. Venomous Blade likes me.